0: When I was going into junior high, I had something really good going for me. I have an older brother. His name is Ben. He was a few years ahead of me in school, and Ben was very smart and very polite. Teachers loved to have my older brother Ben in their class. Ben always did his homework. He didn't cause trouble. He was nice to the other kids in his class. Ben had a great reputation at school. Plus, he was older and bigger, so the other kids at school knew not to mess with me because my older brother was there. I was a pretty good kid in junior high. I was a little bit shy, but I was nice to people, and I earned decent grades. That's a photo of me, and that is not a smartphone. That is a point-and-shoot camera. I thought about wearing my hair like that tonight, uh, but I decided against it. So I was a little bit shy, but, I, but, you know, I wasn't straight-laced or a perfectionist by any means, and I'm still not that today. When it was time for me to move up to junior high, teachers heard that Ben had a younger sister, and they loved Ben so much that they figured I must be just as smart, just as polite and wonderful as he was. So they were excited for me to be in their class. And I admit I got a little bit of special treatment because of it. I didn't even have to earn it. Before I even stepped foot onto the campus of junior high, I had favor with those teachers. Because of my brother's reputation, I was totally covered. I wasn't a terrible kid or anything, but if I was a little late to class, I was covered. If I was talking in class, seemed like it was always the other person who would get in trouble. Are any of you the other person that always gets in trouble? (laughs) I was covered. If someone was being rude to me in the cafeteria, my older, bigger brother was there to protect me. I was covered. And I admit that that's not totally fair. Why should I gain for my brother's reputation? But because of who Ben was, I was covered, I was protected, and I was saved. This reminds me of a specific story in the Bible where God's people needed to be protected and covered and saved. God's special people, the Israelites, were in slavery. And the king at the time, Pharaoh, forced them into slavery in Egypt. They worked and worked and worked and they had no freedom. Life was really difficult for the Israelites. But God had a plan to save them and set them free. Even while they were in slavery, God was working and God was with them. So last week you guys talked about Moses and how God wanted to use Moses to do great things. He was chosen by God. But Moses had a lot of excuses of why God couldn't use him. I think we all feel this way sometimes, right? Like we're too young for God to use us. Or maybe we don't know enough for God to use us. Or sometimes if we're honest, I think that whatever God is asking us to do maybe just seems too difficult. And we're not sure we want to do it or we're not sure we can handle it. So we make excuses. And that's what Moses did. But God had a plan and he was going to do whatever it took to set his people free. So God told Moses he was going to use him. And at first, God told Moses to walk straight up to Pharaoh and say, does anybody know it? Let my people go. You probably learned a song about it once. So God told Moses to walk straight up to him and say, let my people go. The idea seemed ridiculous, not to mention dangerous. Pharaoh was the great and powerful ruler of Egypt. This might be something like you walking up to your teacher at school and saying, Give me an A on this paper that you, like, totally didn't do it all. And by the way, don't do that. (laughs) Moses made a lot of excuses, but that wasn't going to stop God. God said, I have a different idea. Moses, why don't you go perform a miracle in front of Pharaoh, and then Pharaoh will listen to you. He will be amazed, and he will know that God sent you. So Moses tried it. With the help of God, Moses performed a miracle But Pharaoh's heart was hard, and he would not listen to Moses. God had some more ideas up his sleeve. God asked Moses to go and perform another miracle. This time, Moses turned the Nile River, which is the biggest river in Egypt, into blood. But even that didn't work. So God sent Moses to warn Pharaoh, and what happens next is crazy. God warned Pharaoh by sending disasters called plagues. First, the river turned to blood. Next, there were swarms of bugs invading their homes in every inch of their town. Locusts and gnats and flies in their cupboards, in their bedroom, everywhere. Their land was then invaded with frogs. There were hailstorms. Livestock died. And then... God made it dark for days and days and days. Can you imagine? But even these things did not convince Pharaoh to let God's people go from slavery. These plagues were so bad that each time Pharaoh would say, make it stop, I'll free the people. And so God would stop the plague and then Pharaoh would change his mind and not free the Israelites. I think even before he began, God knew That Pharaoh had a hard heart and would not listen, but God was doing everything he could to give Pharaoh another chance. God was going to send the worst plague of all plagues. So we're gonna look at Exodus 12 and find out what happens next. This is verse 12. On that same night, I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. So, this final plague, God warns Pharaoh that death was going to pass over the nation of Egypt. He says he's going to strike down every firstborn. There was, however, one way for people to be saved. One way alone, but they would have to trust God. God said they were to take their best lamb, a perfect lamb without spots or defects, and kill the lamb and put some of its blood over the door. And then when death passed over the house, God would see the blood of the lamb on the door and know that the lamb died so they didn't have to. Let's look at verse 29. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night and there was a loud wailing in Egypt for there was not a house without someone dead. And so God did as he said he would. He sent the worst plague of all. At nightfall, death passed over all the houses in Pharaoh's land and took many children and animals. The Israelites trusted God and obeyed him and did as he said. They put the blood of the lamb on their door, and they were covered. But Pharaoh did not listen, and Pharaoh's son was killed. He was so overcome with grief that Pharaoh finally told Moses and the the Israelites, fine, just get out, go, go. And so the Israelites were finally free. That very night, all the slaves, the Israelites, fled out of Egypt and out of slavery, and God had saved his people. This night was called Passover because God actually passed over the houses of those who trusted were saved by the blood of the Lamb. So there's a lot in this story, and I know that many of you are familiar with some of it, and it's kind of hard to understand but three things stuck out to me as I was reading this. Number one, even when God's people were in slavery, he was with them, and he is with you too. The Israelites were in a bad place, right? Slavery with no way out. They thought that they were God's special people, but based on their circumstances, it sure didn't seem like they were chosen. Do you ever feel like that? Alone or forgotten? like there's no way out of your current situation. One of the best promises from God is that he is always with us. He has promised that he will never leave our side. God was with the Israelites, even in slavery, and he was working even though they couldn't see it. And God is with you, always, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, even if you can't see it, God is with you. Number two, God will stop at nothing to save his people. And God will stop at nothing to save you. God warned Pharaoh over and over and over. He sent crazy plagues and destruction. It's hard to understand why God would do that, except that he loved his people so much, he had such a wonderful plan for their lives that he was going to do whatever it took to save them and set them free. God will stop at nothing to save his people, and he will stop at nothing to save you. God loves you. He has a wonderful plan for every person in this room's life, and he will will do whatever it takes. He will make a way and save you and set you free. But there's only one way to be saved, similar to the Israelites, the blood of the lamb. But this time I don't mean a, a literal lamb. The only way to be saved is by the blood of the lamb of God was Jesus. Number three, the lamb died so you don't have to. God asked the Israelites to sacrifice a perfect lamb and spread its blood over their doors. God would see the blood and know that the lamb died so they didn't have to. This rescue points forward to another rescue. Later on, there would be another perfect sacrifice, Jesus. Jesus was the Lamb of God who lived a perfect life. He was killed. He took on all death and all sin and all shame to the cross with him, past, present, and future, so that we don't have to. And then he was resurrected, which proved that he was who he said he was and that he had the power of God. The perfect Lamb of God died and poured out his blood so we don't have to. Jesus paid It all for you and for me. So now we don't have to save ourselves. We couldn't even if we tried. There's nothing for us to pay, nothing for us to earn or prove like Tim was praying about earlier. What happens next in the story of Moses is small but beautiful. The very night that they're freed from slavery, they're fleeing Egypt. But before they totally take off, they take time to stop and thank God and remember what he's done for them. Later on in history, the night before Jesus was killed, he retells this story of the exodus, of the Passover, of the slaves being free from Egypt. And he tells his disciples God's amazing plan to save his people. Many of you know this story. Some of you have heard it so many times that you could stand up here and tell it yourselves, But it's easy to become numb to it or forget about the difference that it makes in our daily lives. There was a time in my life where I felt like the Israelites. I felt like I was a slave to shame and to fear. I was dead in sin. And then I accepted Jesus as my Savior and I was set free, not only from temptations and trials of this life, but set free from death forever. Eternal life with God. So when God looks at my life now, he sees the blood of the lamb and he passes over. He sees the blood of the lamb and he knows that the lamb died so I didn't have to. My sins are forgiven and I am covered. This is my story. This is the story of the Israelites. And this can be your story too. Ephesians 2 says, as for you, you were dead in sin. By nature, deserving wrath. But because of God's great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even though we were dead in sin. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast, but we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So, Even though I know this story, even though you know this story, even though I know that Jesus died for me, it's easy to forget. And this is still hard for me today. I have to remind myself over and over and over again, Jesus, the perfect lamb died, and his blood sets me free. So from now on, my job for the rest of my life is to remember That once I was a slave, once I was dead in sin and there was no way out, but God was with me and God saved me. I have to remember the blood of the perfect lamb that was poured out for me. The blood of the lamb who died so I don't have to. The full life that I can have here and now with God. And the eternal life that I can look forward to. So my question tonight for each of you Is this? Do you feel like a slave to sin or to the brokenness of the world? Do you ever feel trapped, hopeless, like there's no way out? Like you need someone to rescue you or save you? Are you covered by the blood of the perfect Lamb of Jesus? If you're not, We invite you to take that step of faith and you should talk to your chaos leader. They would love to talk with you about that. But if you've already taken that step, which my guess is a lot of you in this room have, what is one thing that you can do to just stop and remember, like the Israelites, before you go on to just stop and remember that you are set free by the blood of Jesus? For me, the way that I remember is I get together with a small group of people every week kind of like you guys do here at Chaos. We talk honestly about what's going on in our lives and we remind each other that we're made alive in Christ. Or I think about the songs that we sing at Chaos. Maybe some of you listen at home uh, on your phone. But these songs are full of truths that help us remember who God is and what he's done for us through his son. So we're gonna take a few minutes to reflect on those questions. And I encourage you to just take a minute and talk with God Ask him to help you remember or ask him if you can take that step of faith. And then Tim and I are going to do a song. And so if um, we also invite you to listen to the words.
1: Precious blood has left me forgive." Pure like the whitest of snow. Powerful to make sin and shame retreat. This covenant is making me whole. So I will rise and lift my head. For by his mercy, My life was spared. The highest name has set me free. Because of Jesus, my heart is clean. Purify my heart in your presence. Teach me to discover the joy. Of holiness that forms as you draw me close In you what was lost is restored So I will rise and lift my head For by his mercy my life was fair The highest name has stand Because of Jesus, my heart is clean, so I will rise and lift my head. For by his mercy my life was spared. The highest name has set me free. Because of Jesus, my heart is clean. Because of Jesus, my heart is clean.
0: Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, you are good even when we don't fully understand. God, I thank you for giving us these stories in the Bible so that we can understand you more. And God, I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, who is a perfect lamb. Thank you for saving us and for making us whole. You stopped at nothing to save us, and you're with us every step of the way. So God, would you just help us remember that this week? God, would you help us to trust you more? And to find the grace and the freedom that you so freely offer us. Thanks for chaos. Thanks for a space where we get to come and hang out and be known and learn more about who you are. It's in the precious name of Jesus we say amen. Amen.